Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 117. I'm your host, back in the basement, with my co-host and teenage son, Jack, playing a video game, I think. How are Maybe. you? Maybe. That, that's a possibility. Yes. I mean, it always is. Sounds like something I might do. Right. Well, we are back. It's going to be a little bit different this week, if you're a regular listener, and why wouldn't you be? Um... Because we were at Dynamite this week, right? So one of our main things is to first review international Dynamite. Dynamite. Right, first international Dynamite in Toronto. We were there on Wednesday night. So we don't have our usual, like, very detailed notes, move for move type of stuff that Jack takes. I'm just going to pull somebody else's quick recap and go from there. Um, so we'll talk about that. And I guess we could banter about stuff that won't come up in the review, I would say you were disappointed by the merchandise at yeah. Dynamite, correct? Explain, elaborate. They had some cool shirts, but I they think did. they should have had more, and I was hoping maybe they'd, be, they'd, they'd bring some figures there. So what did they have? They had literally had, like, what? The one you're wearing, which is the Elite with a Canadian, Canadian flag, flag. kind of spliced in, and they had, like, a EW Toronto shirt, which they do shirts for, like, everything. Right. Like, I saw someone with the New York one. That's and you got one of those. Buffalo. And I got one of those, and they had um, an EW hoodie, which is, like, a white logo, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, and then they had a, like a kind of a group. It's basically like, like five shirt, five t-shirts and, then like a and, hat. A, and a hoodie and a hat. And that was it. Yeah. So the only like factions or people that got shirts. Oh, there's a Blackpool shirt. A Blackpool right. shirt and the elite. And that was it. Other than that, it was just Canadian. Which is an odd choice. Cause it was strange. The elite are. Uh, the venue I thought was a good size, not huge. Our seats were better than Pretty I thought. Sick, we yeah. were kind of eighth row from the. Other than that stupid light, I wanted to murder that light. So there were like four rows on the floor in front of us, and then um, we were on the third row past that, which is on sort of um, a elevated whatever with steps. Yeah. So it was we're not like were... quite on the floor, but like we're like the next level up from the floor. Yeah, it was it was closer than I thought it was going to be. So good seats. Uh, got lucky with the parking, right? Yeah. We, pulled into a parking lot paid the parking and then they closed the parking lot but mm-hmm. because i had paid they left let us and there was a solid poutine in there yeah we got some poutine um the food actually in that venue is good it's where the they had some nice options there was like timmy's in there which i was kind of surprised it's by. yes and for you american listeners if you might not know that's tim hortons which is a beloved coffee shop up here in canada there are some in the states too but canadians love it um so yeah the venue is nice it's um the toronto maple leafs farm team their arena so uh made good time getting there and getting home had a good time at the show thought about going to rampage because tickets were they almost you could buy them off StubHub for like eight to twelve dollars because i guess they did not sell very well but we had a busy day on thursday and neither of us really felt like driving down for a one-hour show if they were plus dark (laughs) yeah so um Oh, yeah, we got to watch Dark Elevation, right? Not, and literally first match was Kip Sabian, so that's kind of Not neat. to spoil, well, I guess whatever. If, you, if you're upset that we're spoiling Dark Elevation, well, that's on you, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. um, so it was fun because there was a local talent, um, her name's escaping. Jody Threat. Jody Threat, who um, we have seen at a kind of a small indie show where we were sitting like right beside her parents, basically, right? Which was cool to see. Um, yeah. So she was there, and even though she she was supposed to be the heel facing uh, Athena, the crowd was completely behind Jody, right, yeah, and chanting for her. So then Athena leaned into playing a heel, which was interesting mm-hmm. as well, and right? There's those so, twins who are like I think they're Varos from Vancouver. Yeah, they're like I think they're also part Hungarian. They're like kind of social media. They look they, like they, they are thing, yeah. with their bleached blonde, weird hair with the top ponytail and the yeah, yeah. So and then they, I saw that Shane Saber was on Dark. 
Yes, um, who, who we saw so at another cool. indie show, and I yeah. quite thought I thought he was cool, so I'm glad to see him getting a shot. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so they filmed obviously and one d- of the guys that i think um one of the guys that faced butcher and blade i recognized from the Super oh yeah Catch they show. got a pretty good pop i guess because bunny was with them and she's canadian so mm-hmm. canadians are rabid for any sort of canadian content right so because like, um, we never and there were a few stuff. canadian surprises on dynamite but we'll get to that i guess when we review the show uh anything else you wanted to discuss today um i can't really think of anything mm-mm. are you literally playing a video game while we do this podcast no you are uh-uh. focus man focus up for like an hour and a half or whatever this is going to take um yeah i don't know i don't really have much to say i've just been super busy coaching volleyball coaching basketball etc cetera, etc cetera, working doing the usual stuff nothing super exciting um looking forward to a bit of a rest this weekend things have been busy lately but you're working you got a full shift tomorrow yeah and i think on uh sunday i'm like 10 to 6 30 which is good and bad because i mean i don't know starting at 10 but i think that means i'm not closing because on nice when it's not a holiday we don't close at six so it would be someone else is closing not me good because i i close like every time basically nice because you're a responsible young man that's good um Mm -hmm. what else was i gonna say i can't remember i had something at the tip of my tongue and i you suck and i forgot about it this is great podcasting right here. fantastic yeah i think so that's why we win so many awards I don't know. Should we get into talking about wrestling? Because it's going to be a, a mishmash of stuff. We're going we're gonna to do our usual news and rumors in a second. And then I think we're going to talk about Extreme Rules, right? And then maybe our trivia, Dynamite, High Spots, Rest Holds. And I don't think there's figuring it out this week. So. so again, you can always check timestamps. I lovingly put those in there for all of you. If you like to skip to anything or you may have already skipped past this to something else, which I wouldn't blame you. Probably. So let's get to the actual reason we're all here and that's to talk about wrestling and our first segment we'll talk about this week as every week i guess for 117 weeks now and that is taking a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors all right our weekly peek at the ratings we've got nxt back up over their 700,000 threshold that i whatever for whatever reason i put as the benchmark so 737,000 viewers this week up a very healthy 17.9%, earned a 0.15 in the key demo, so that was down 15.4%. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that's not their preferred thing, but at least their overall viewership Also related to ratings, I saw like um, Battle of the Belts did real bad. It was like 300-something thousand. Because they just zero promote it, right? So it doesn't really shock me. It's kind of, I watched yeah, it's not like you had something two-thirds cool. of it. It's not like last time we had like freaking Claudio versus Takeshita. Right, like, exactly. It was not. versus Gates of Agony, woo! Right. up in here and we watched we've watched almost half of nxt i guess this week um Blech. so i won't have a full review of that it or, still sucks my butt or i put something in high spots and wrestles from it but uh anyways aew dynamite this week dipped back under a million after being up over a million last week down to nine hundred eighty-three thousand this week in canada come on people support the canadian show what are you doing first international show baby you gotta watch it uh i do feel like the crowd was pretty hot i will say that yeah they were pretty hot well, all night I, i'd be surprised I, if they weren't i'd be interested to see what it looks like on tv i still may go back and check it out just i, I definitely will at some point but, like at least a bit so they were, i think i ended up watching a bit of takeover after like when we right it's always interesting to see yeah because then how you feel watching it's it on TV. not like on like the concert where you can't like it's i guess some form of reliving it right exactly um, so down 5.29% this week, earned a 0.32 in the demo, down 3%. 
So obviously not great because it's under a million, but I don't know, maybe they're happy with it. But those are your ratings this week. What do you have? Um, Probably the biggest news of the week, I guess, was um, uh, to no one's surprise at the end of Extreme Rules, um, Bray Wyatt returned to WWE in the conclusion of the White Rabbit vignettes. You didn't want to tackle that in the review? You want to get that out of the way now? That's big news, baby. People seem to love it. I'm like... I'm pumped. Okay. This I is... just want to see, I want to see what he does. I thought the I thought the whole thing was a nice spectacle. For you regular listeners, you know Jack and I agree on most things wrestling, but Bray Wyatt is one thing we differ. Um I'm not a huge fan of the gimmick of Bray him Wyatt's in ring. My boy. And Jack is a big fan. So, um yeah, I I to be fair, I don't think they handled it badly at all. Um, people, I really like how like they zoomed in on each. I thought that right. was that was a cool look to it. Right, yeah. and sort of teasing that there are going to be members of a group. Right, um, seems to be an I've got. I hope that. So. I think that'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. It will. Um, it could be. I was hoping sure. like obviously we'll talk about the now. I thought it would be funny if he does like a um Mick Foley on crack kind of thing where it's like which is what I'm calling it Mick <laughs> nice. Foley on crack where it's like the three faces of Foley but except he doubles it. Because yeah. he's twice as good. Six faces of Bray. <laughs> the, six faces, the six faces of Wyatt. Like, yeah. I think that'd be kind of funny. Or, like, at least I would like him to, like, keep the fiend. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, if they're doing, like, old faction with different people, I like him to keep the fiend because I think that makes the most sense. I heard some sort of speculation, obviously, rumor, I guess it fits in this segment, that um, his brother, whose name escapes Bo me, Dallas. would come back and play the fiend character. Bo Dallas? Yeah. You... Forgot Bo Dallas. I did. How dare I? Bo Dallas. I know. Well, um, I think it'll happen because I believe, baby, that I he believe. would come back and be the fiend part, and that Bray would be Bray. No, that's dumb. So I don't know. Bray should be the fiend. I don't know. I just worry about it being Bo Dallas can be like Mercy or something. Being too big and too making again everybody that sort of encounters him not look great by Here's comparison. Here's the thing. So I'm I'd nervous. Rather watch that than carrying cross. So well, yeah, that's for sure. We'll get to him on the pay per view in a banger of a match, Eaton. eh? Uh, okay, uh, what do I have here? WWE is apparently bringing at least one NXT star up for Monday Night Raw next week. And that's from PW Insider. They're reporting that Cameron... And are they picking good one? Cameron Grimes is slated they to be on the show. They are picking a good one. I've heard someone else suggesting that he should be in Bray Wyatt's group as well, but I don't know. He could know. probably do good in that. I mean, I like him the way he, he is, can, he but does, like, he, he does well do with anything. That. He makes exactly. the most of whatever... That's why I think that doing. would kind of work. Uh, and sort of related to that, Carmelo Hayes and good old Vaughn Wagner Ew. appeared on this week's episode of Main Event with, I think, Wagner faced R-Truth and Hayes, oh, Cedric Alexander. Wagner sucks, but... But Hayes is awesome. So, yeah, I love Hayes. Um, Hayes is sick. Your turn. Okay, so probably the news I was most excited about this week, actually, because the Bray Wyatt thing we all saw coming, so this is pretty awesome. Uh, Brock Lesnar returned. That's not it. There's more. Uh, Brock Lesnar returned randomly and attacked Bobby Lashley before his title defense against Seth Rollins. So the whole thing is I think people are expecting um, now Lesnar-Lashley 2, Electric Boogaloo, mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia, everyone's favorite place in the world, at Crown Jewel, everybody's favorite show in the world. We won't wait. I won't um, see it So that's, that's neat. But the big thing <laughs> coming out of that Neato. is that ended up crossing Groovy. Bobbert Lashes his title and guess who won it seth freaking rollins baby oh yeah you were very Woo! happy about that yeah i've been pulling for my boy all year yes literally all year because they screwed him over time and time again rumble chamber here we go. mania here we go money in the bank it's coming the big four right there yeah um and so now they finally came is it a mid cartel yes but he can elevate it he can elevate it and triple h has done a solid job with the presentation of those even up until this point so that's pretty cool fair and enough it's his first title since um 
pre-pandemic 2020 so i'm happy for him i'm not quite great. as high on him as you are I'm but super pumped about he's that. definitely um, a great performer so. yeah and i think he's been doing great this year i mean when you consider like he's he he was losing nonstop yes. and like he had no titles, but like if they he's commit to him, he can be awesome. Year for someone who won nothing, right? Like, so I'm glad they finally gave him something. I'm just I'm praying he doesn't just drop it to Riddle. <laughs> I, I'm hoping he gets a decent run because he hasn't held the U.S. title since he was double champion in 2015, which he didn't even hold it for that. He held it for like a month. He he right. won and dropped it to Cena in in the white gear. Um, and so that is pretty coolio. You know what else is cool? One of your mm. favorites, WWE's interested in signing Mia Yim, according to... <laughs> no, that's not cool. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Um, cool. Neither of us are big fan, but actually she's going to come up in the high spots and rest holds for me, so that's interesting. Mia Yim um, sucks. So Meltzer reported that WWE's interested in having her return. They're attempting to bring back wrestlers who were released sort of beyond the control of Triple H and that people he would clearly like to have back and may not have ever released if he had his choice. Uh, there is also... I would have released So A, Mia. neither of us are huge Mia Yim fans. Wa- fans, sorry. Wanna like her? <laughs> wanna like her, but... Uh, she's nah, really, I wouldn't even say I wanna like her. I just don't really care. She's really hit and miss for me. Um, but there's also significant interest in somebody who I would lump into that same category. Another female wrestler. Who would you guess? Oh, Chelsea Green. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, they're like very similar in terms of like they are capable. Yeah, but I'd rather take Chelsea Green than me again. Like capable of good matches, but not consistently having them. At least Chelsea Green's had like an interesting interesting gimmick or two, and me again just been me again forever. Whatever. Um, She's the um, HBIC. Right. And she was the Blasian baddie too at some point. Head baddie in charge. Right redundancy go um, ahead what do you got i have another couple big more. thing from raw 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 was just firing on all cylinders and i'm sure you were indeed happy about this the good brothers returned Ugh. to wwe to 880 styles against the judgment why day. i don't know i'm okay with anderson because anderson's solid but but at the end of the day the, anderson he always like gonna a... tow gallows with right. Him, right and he's just a mid-card i dude do find point. it very interesting though and this was a topic i saw among people is that Anderson's still the never open weight champion. Yes. So I think that's really interesting. And so he's still, they're still advertising him to defend against um, our boy Hikaleo. I'm guessing in a November. non won't be successful in that defense. Yeah. But apparently, like, because so they've been working in New Japan without contracts, but they're like, apparently they've been, they're like committed to work till Wrestle Kingdom. Right. So weird. That'll be interesting how that pans Forbidden out. Forbidden door. Yeah. It's open. I guess so. I was pretty surprised, I guess, in that regard, but yeah. I can't say I really care. And also a little continuity thing. Um, I think the whole AJ Styles Finn Balor relationship is kind of weird because they were never in Bullet Club, right? Together, yeah. AJ Styles was literally the replacement for it, for Finn Balor, right? I guess like that would the club that would spark the feud, I guess. But I don't understand them playing them as friends because that technically doesn't make sense. Styles and Good Brothers, sure. Balor and Good Brothers, sure. Styles and Balor, what? At least uh, Gallows will be wrestling on a show that I don't watch because I can't take much more of watching <laughs> Maybe in a him. place that kind of fits him. But it'll be different because in, in Impact, I felt like they were given pretty much free reign to like never lose and never put anyone over and only make themselves look good and just pump their merch constantly, which is part of what made me despise them so much. Um, they're just like amusing themselves and not really helping anybody else, but maybe that will not be the case there. Uh, going back to the whole Bray Wyatt issue, apparently uh, there are there are long term plans for the group that sort of will lead up to WrestleMania. This might fit into rumors. It's Meltzer talking about it, but still, um, 
So no other details, but lots of speculation. So clearly rumor material here. Have you heard the speculation for who would be Huskus? Yeah, but I think I forgot. Joe Gacy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> who would be Mercy the Buzzard we talked about off air. Grayson Waller. That doesn't make sense to me. I'll explain. There's speculation on further on that. And a Sister Abigail would be... Was it Morgan? This is saying Alexa Bliss. I've heard okay, Liv, that Liv Morgan better. possibly as well. I think the well. Liv Morgan thing is stupid. I think Alexa Bliss makes a little more sense given though they already did that, kind of. But that sucked, so maybe don't do that. Right. So the Gacy speculation is comes from him posting rabbits on his social media stuff, apparently. Um, that kind of works for me. The, yeah, he's... I'd be he's, okay with that. And a, I would like to get him out of the ga- that gimmick because that would in theory free the dyad right and i think he is also a good performer he's just been saddled with an awful gimmick that is just like feud death on nxt um the bliss speculation comes from the fact that she's sort of been presented somebody who's like lost her edge or whatever since why it's been gone and just sort of directionless i guess since then oh well yeah she's been directionless yeah that's that's 100% 100% and I didn't notice this maybe you did the sister Abigail character when they showed her had the, a pair of women's titles next to her that I think was just fans felt because yeah I don't know I, it looked like they're hanging on the wall I feel like I think that could be a thing but I feel like that's that to me it seems like reading into things yeah a bit much it, I'm course. the one like wrestling fans Bray, love to like, do that right so like I think that's a little and mercy the buzzard Here's the reason for that one, ready. Is the same height and build as Waller. And he wore a shirt that Waller had previously worn on TV. Oh, that's the final piece of evidence we need. So anyways, who The knows? Waller one, I don't but, know. But, I mean, I like factions, right? So we're going to have a creepy whatever. I just don't... Why lean, Family 2? Don't lean into the supernatural crap too much. Just have him be a weird culty guy if you want. But, like, please don't give him any powers or I'm going to be out really quickly right like just have him be a quirky weird dark mysterious guy okay so like here's mankind. what i want to happen i want them all to teleport to the ring no thank you before and after matches i want them all to wrestle upside down and i want them to fly at will and um also bray wyatt's gonna have his own version of mjolnir maybe um, so we're gonna just go full supernatural <laughs> on this just because no thanks i know you'd love it yeah, um, I will and be actually I'd like him to have multiversal powers as well. Pull a little uh, America Chavez on this. So you can have like a bunch of different Bray Wyatt's. Like, I'd like to see a Bray Wyatt in the universe where he played the Joker. That would be kind of cool. Nope. Uh, Green Goblin. Nope. Played by Bray Wyatt. Nope. Um, and then I think we could do like maybe Bray the God Butcher from, you nope. know, do one of those. And then. Uh, well, maybe that'll never happen. Zom- You'll never get in that license. Zombie Bray Wyatt. I think that works too. Um, you could do like a vampire Bray. You those know, are all terrible ghost ideas. Ghost of Bray Wyatt. All terrible uh, ideas. Count. Dracula. And then there's me changing the channel real fast. Brayenstein's monster. And I'm out. All right. Yeah. Keep going. I only have one more news story. You want to keep rhyming these off? No, that no, I do not. <laughs> what, do you have anything else? Um, Yeah, the last one was, uh, I told you, was Chris Jericho defend the Ring of Honor World title against Dalton Castle next week's Dynamite, which is kind of funny because, like, and the boys. on the card, they were talking about the, because we thought Jericho and Danielson would be the main event, so we were talking about, like, who would win then. So, like, Jericho would maybe continue the running through the Ring of Honor champions. We were like, listen, yeah. off and one of them you could, they could do is Castle. So I guess you're doing they, that. they heard us. <gasps> and it's champion versus champion. We didn't champion. even talk about it on air and they Ooh, heard that's us. That's true. That's weird. Champion versus champion too because he's a six-man tag team champion as everyone remembered, of course. <laughs> right. He is a current, Dalton Castle is a current champion in ROH. Yes, sir. My final one is an Adam Cole update for you. I don't know if you heard about this. 
but on Wrestling Observer Radio, good old Meltzer noted that Cole obviously still has not been cleared and it is a bad concussion, which sucks because the timetable for that it, it just sort of depends on his symptoms, right? Um, so his quote was, you hear anything new? It's a concussion. It's a bad concussion. Real bad concussion. He'll be back when he's cleared. It could be tomorrow and it could be never. You know what I mean? Better not be never, Cole. That's not cool. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That makes me sad. Yeah. So hopefully, I don't. I don't want another Daniel Bryan situation, especially when it's Adam Cole, because yeah. Adam well, Cole is my boy. And they could use some star power right now, right at the top of the card or near the top of the card. So yeah, I really hope he comes um, out because Adam, Adam Cole is my boy. He's probably my third favorite or my second favorite. Uh, it's either him or Hangman. Right. So yeah, uh, that's all I got. Me too. That's going to wrap up news and rumors, and I think we will move into a quick sort of, a, not quite a turbo review, but not a full review either, of last, what was that, Saturday? It was after we recorded, Correct. I think, right? Uh, WWE Extreme Rules. All right, so this show, we watched all of it. <laughs> um... Yeah, it was hit and miss, I think, but we'll, I guess we'll... Yeah, I'd say that. We'll yeah, that dive, that's fair. We'll dive right into it. So, um, I'm not going to go into it, but obviously there were little video packages ahead of each match. There was also like a running thread of The Miz dealing with the mascot for the, I don't know, is that the the Flyers, I think it was? Yeah, because they're in Philly. They're in Philly, yeah. Right? So whatever, it ended up, I don't know, and it and wasn't um Loomis involved? somehow are you paying attention to me here you don't look uh, like you're paying attention yeah loomis because oh i thought it was gonna be loomis in the suit but um loomis attacked him it's i hate that feud so much and it was just it was just silly like this was wwe silliness that i don't really have any interest in but it happened right? yeah it was like honestly miz just three is, or four segments of miz I, interacting miz is with so this. lame now like I don't trying know. to give him a t-shirt was the gist know. of it anyways doesn't matter the yeah o- it was lame and like the whole that whole feud i really hate it's just like it's so, like you said, like Dodo used silliness, or like it's yeah. just like, I don't know, it's like wacky. Like I feel like it's like, it's like when it goes too too supernatural. This is like too ridiculous. Yeah, even like, just, it's just a like, grown man getting mad at a mascot, like it's who stupid. cares? Yeah, dumb. Um, who does? Who actually does that? Do even op- who gets mad at a mascot? Does anyone me. even do that? Like honestly, I don't. I don't get it. So the opening match, which I'll say right now, was the match of the night for me. Um, like a Royal Rumble situation was only downhill after that. And then a little bit of a blip elsewhere. But anyways, it was the Brawling Brutes. No. Sorry. It was those guys <laughs> called that versus Imperium. And what are the members of said faction, the first one? Peter Dunn. Yes, there you go. All yeah. right, that's all we needed. And Seamus and the other guy. <laughs> the other guy. So this was a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match, which meant that... Um, there was European like weapons barrels around the ring <laughs> like a, and a, a, a piece of a bar, bar right like... set up there that all kind of came into play oh and shillelaghs don't forget to cool say shillelagh. a shillelagh attack homage to finley but this was a, a really i thought fun like physical brawl between all six of these people yeah, I and um i had a decent amount of stuff going on i really enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i would to be honest so do i still hate butch absolutely imperium takes the loss there i don't actually remember what the finish was do you uh i don't know i don't know but what i do know is that one of us picked it and it wasn't you oh yeah that's probably true it was me right 
Um, so yeah, there. This was a really just physical match with action all also over the funny, place. Also funny on like the the table. I try to put them like because like kind of like a prediction order is. I did put this as the first match on the table, nice. so that's funny. Like use of weapons and stuff, but I thought there was enough. Other I would have liked a little more like weapon involvement, just because yeah. I feel like they should take advantage of that a bit more. But I thought what they did was pretty good. One of my problems with this mat or this show, even though we were happy with um. Getting actually making them stipulations is that it starts to like i don't know it just all runs together right? it does kind of which i like i feel like they need some diversity but i also feel like they could have done so maybe not every matches. match with some sort of stipulation but like the uh, like maybe the major feuds that are coming to a head you do some stipulations and then the other ones are just standard because it felt or like like i don't mind having some because like i feel like Stuff like the Extreme Rules match and the Aqua match will kind of blend, yes. like you're saying, because and even the but even the Donnie Brook like with the bar and stuff like at least that is a bit of different scenery. It looks right? different, yeah. So I feel like stuff like the Extreme Rules and the Aqua, or like if you did Last Man Standing, etc., those will look similar, of course. But I feel like then if you throw in something like a ladder match, which larger ladders, yeah. I'm fine with that. Like Fight Pit, different, or like if even if we're a steel oh, cage, yeah. Fight Pit works. About like Fight Pit. so it must have been great then. Um, <laughs> Like, or, like, even a strap match, as much as we don't like, at least it's, like, because I feel like if it was too much, like, just Extreme Rules matches, then it is kind of... Yeah. But at, by know. the end, I'm just like, oh, a weapon, and they're using a weapon. So yeah. It's 50 Especially when they're not, like, feeling like on the main roster, they also don't do enough, like, you gotta kind of innovate a bit. And some people, which we'll get to, looked completely unbelievable using weapons. I don't know if you know who I'm referring to, but it was my notes anyways. <laughs> that I thought. So the next match we get, speak of the devil, is Extreme Rules, a uh, SmackDown women's title match. match. I was not wanting to watch. Liv Morgan with her bat from Hot Topic. That's what it looked like to me. It's like Ver- a Cora Jade kind of thing. Versus Ronda Rousey. And I guess the idea was that um, Liv Morgan needed weapons to sort of get on Rousey's level because isn't it like Rousey is a weapon? So Liv Morgan's using weapons. I don't know. But um, there was. Attempts to use weapons right away, but R- Rousey kind of stops her. And then there is a bat attack, right? There's, um, which was one of my big complaints I'll get to. Fire extinguisher, of course, pulled out from under the ring by Morgan Wright at one point. Um, so each of them got hit with bats at one point. And like the ridiculousness of Ronda Rousey swinging and repeatedly hitting Liv Morgan's leg with a bat. And really, it's like no effect. And some of the chair shots and the bat shots looked awful. Like, <clears throat> kind of took me out of it to be off. It, to be honest, like they, it's like they were just trying to protect each other, which is great. But then maybe don't do this because they really didn't look good. And like, if you hit someone with a baseball bat in the knee repeatedly, they're not like running around and finishing the match. And like, I don't know, it was just like, well, especially if she's like. An MMA fighter. Right. Swinging a bat. And it didn't look like she had a lot of experience swinging a baseball bat. So I... Um, not, not a baseball player, is she? I don't know about you. I was not a fan of this. And then... The, I really didn't like And it. then whatever the weird submission was with Liv Morgan smiling... That was so nice. <laughs> so eyelash was like falling off. So I think that's like, okay, this feud is done, but Liv Morgan's really tough and enjoys pain now. Like, and I don't care. I don't... <laughs> I don't know. A confused me. B I didn't like it. C I didn't care. I I did not get into this match. I didn't think it was uh, very D, good. D these nuts. Not gonna lie to you. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't like it. Um, let me review the predictions. Uh, you got that, so that's gonna tie it. I am smart boy. Um, yeah, I didn't like this. I didn't really care. Uh, I this agree. Wasn't interesting. I 
I came out of it caring about as much as I did going into it, which yeah, was I not... don't care about Rousey. I don't think Liv Morgan was a very productive champion, so it's just honestly like this is one of those I, I feel like this is a one and done for Liv Morgan like we gave you your title shot so and it wasn't great yeah. and I don't know if she'll ever ascend to that position again I hate to say I told you so with the Baszler thing but I told you so it should have been Baszler and I th- I mean you could do <laughs> Baszler Rousey come on do it folks you could do it Trips ain't stoopy you could do it in a fight pit fight pit oh female fight pit well female, kind of... female fight pit sounds good even oh that's true right they should call it that and then Riddle can have Buddy, the... I watched a women's match that I'm going to rave about later on. You know what it is, but I won't. I'll just tease the audience with that. I honestly don't remember what no, it was. It's my women's match of the year. We'll get there. And it's already October, so I don't know what's going to beat it. It's going to take some kind of banger from somebody. Was it on Impact? It was on Impact. We'll get there. That's bogus. Um, we then get to another match. Oh, I it guess, was uh, that... Death Dolls, right? <laughs> yes, with a Z. Um, the Zed. It's Drew McIntyre oh, taking yes. on uh, FNS Wrestling's favorite big man, Karrion Cross. Yawn. The prodigal son. Yawn. Insert oh, yeah. yawn here. <laughs> um, this was a strap match. And, it was which a strap is match. Also, like one of my least favorite stipulations. I prefer, like, if we're going with this, I prefer the dog collar because I think a chain's cooler than a strap. I just don't. It attaching people together is so limiting, and I just don't. It just basically indicates to me there will not be high spots here, basically, right? There's going to be, and someone's going to get And if you don't want them to escape, do a cage match then. Cage right. matches are cooler. Yes, you had a fight pit, but like, I don't know, do a cool thing. So, I don't know. In the beginning, Cross didn't want the strap tied on, right? He just kind of refused. He did Because there are no, no DQs, so he could just not do it if he wanted to. But anyways, so he attacks before the bell, fighting, fighting, fighting. I don't know. It things happened uh pepper spray right was scarlet pepper spray right. mcintyre and then cross hit his weak weak the, my least favorite finisher so in all of the he land looks like such a killer and then like nothing he does looks painful there's He's no the, i i'll say this until i'm like blue in the face there's no follow-through on that form and it looks crappy with the cross hammer he is the he's the anti-pack to me yeah like everything pack does looks super intense and impactful and he's small and then you've got this giant cross where nothing looks like it hurts (laughs) it's bizarre to me Uh, yeah i hate that finisher i did not like this match i thought this was like yeah i thought it's really mcintyre's a talented big man right but this was just there it was not interesting yeah it just kind of existed and i think the strap like sometimes you can stupid yeah the finish was lame I hate his finisher. Sometimes you can do cool things with the strap because sometimes strap matches don't suck. I remember Fiend Brian was solid for what it was, right. and I thought that was lame. And so, you know, Karrion Cross is this super dominant killer who needs his second to pepper spray Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, right? Like, right. So I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of this. Yeah, obviously. I didn't like it. Then I thought things picked up because we get the ladder match for the Raw Women's Championship, and that's Bianca Belair taking on Bailey, which I'm pretty sure I picked correctly as well, and you did not but I could be wrong. You're going to tell me. Um, so Dakota Kai and Io, Io Sky, sorry, were not at ringside for this, um, but obviously you felt like they were going to show up at some point and get involved, and they did. Um, so they stopped Belair at one point from reaching the belt, uh, and then it was a little bit awkward, but didn't bother me because it is such an impressive thing where she hit the, the KOD to both of them at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. To it wasn't executed perfectly, but like... but that's it should be hard to do that, right? Yeah. So that doesn't bother me. And it was kind of a little bit of EO, I think it was like trying to jump into position on yeah, her yeah. shoulders. But anyway, which would be kind of tricky to do. It looked pretty cool. Um, in the end, Belair ended up climbing the ladder, and obviously retaining her championship. I this match, I thought, kind of picked up for me again. I thought this was a really good women's match. Um, oh, pretty good physicality. I did. And I was worried about over-involvement of Kai and Sky, and they were involved, but not too much. So I, I actually really liked this match. This was probably the only other match other than the opener that I would say I liked. On yeah, show. I thought it was solid. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember a whole lot by now. Uh, I liked it. But yeah, it was better than other things. Right. Um, and for that match, we had um, Nikita Lyons was shown sitting in the crowd, right? For some reason. Right. Oh, and the the finish was um, wasn't it a KOD on the ladder? I thought, but it like Bailey was holding a ladder. It looked really good. I thought mm-hmm. it looked painful. Um, so yeah, that was a good match. Then we get to another one of my least favorite stipulations, and that is an I Quit match between Finn Balor and Edge. Um, I don't know. This was so nobody from Judgment Day came out here, right? Um, trying to send the message that he didn't need any help. And then wearing a stupid mask for his entrance, and right. I hated it. And then Priest and Mysterio show up at one point to help Balor, Specify right? Specify the Mysterio, please. And then Rhea Ripley handcuffed Edge to the rope, right? At one point as well. Right. Um, Ray showed up, fought with Dominic to take him out. Dominic Beth, beat his dad. Beth Phoenix shows up, like so many people coming in that hurt. <laughs> uh, for me, that Beth. hurt this one. Beth shows up, um, saves Edge from a kendo stick attack. And then basically, um, the Ripley brass knocks her. Right. And then the finish of this was them threatening to concerto Beth Phoenix. So Edge says he quits because they're holding him while he watches it. Right. So he says, I quit to save her. And then my favorite part of this was that Ripley hit the concerto anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to do that if you're heels. And I they like, did. um, it reminds me of like, and they did it better when, uh, Reigns won the I quit match in Hell in a Cell yeah. by just killing Jimmy Uso when he was injured. <laughs> right. And he, that's how he got beat Jay. Uh, that was way better. This was this was just too convoluted for me. Yes, great word. Too much, too many moving parts. Too many people running down. And it's an I quit match, so it's so much of the microphone in their face and them refusing to say it. Like I find it just the the pace of the match can't be the way I want it. When you have to stop and and check for people yeah, saying I quit. It's such a boring match type. So I don't know. At least like a last man standing. It's like. You kind of have to have, like, some big spot for, like... Yes. I don't know. Last Man Standing's a little better for whatever reason. Yes. I feel like there's a better suspense with the whole 10 count thing. There's just something about that that's better. But, like, just asking someone if they have to quit over and over, it's just kind of lame. It's just like, oh, Edge won't give up, even though, like, he right. probably should, like... I don't I, know. I think the finish of this was booked pretty well because Edge quit, Partially, but not because... I feel like there's a lot of... It was kind of messy beforehand. I think yes. the concept itself was the, done well. And yes. I think the, like, the actual I think the execution saving, wasn't yeah. the best. Him saving Beth Phoenix and saying, I quit. I like that idea. But all of the stuff leading up to that, I thought was I a bit too much. I didn't need to see Ram or Dominic beat up his dad. So I was not a fan of this. Yeah, and Balor won. So that's cool. Right. And Balor was wearing a crazy mask for his entrance, yeah, so right? Yeah, people were saying, like, what did, someone did that. Like, it was a Kanye or something. Someone did that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was really stupid, and I didn't like it. Right. Um, and I will say that the hand, the unhandcuffing went more smoothly than a lot of 
the handcuff removals, right, that we've seen. So not a big fan of that. I don't think it was a terrible match. It's just, I, again, I wasn't super interested. Then we got to one that we were interested in seeing. That was Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins in Fight Pit. Um, so the general Fight Pit aesthetic I didn't really love because it was that, like, shiny polish that main roster WWE is going to put on things. And I get it. They want it to look big time and have a cool look. But, like, for me, it was too much. Like, it's supposed to be, like, a gritty, dirty... It was too, like, glorified, kind of. Yeah, it, it should be more like, what was the... It was too polished. You what know? was the thing on Raw that they were doing? The, the, oh, like, Raw Underground? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Oh, man, Raw Underground. So Ooh. this match... I, I Debut of Omos. Huh? I, I didn't mind this match. I thought I was hoping for better. Um, the, the biggest spot, obviously, was the senton at the finish riddle hit a they senton. claimed it was a floating bro it was just a senton but right. it was so cool because like it, it looked like he came down really impactful. heavy oh, yeah. yeah and then rollins had the rib tape also and, rollins gear is like a serum philly so he's mocking a rob van dam i thought that was a nice look and why did you notice that when you're up on the scaffolding like the second level the referee was counting at times like what's the point of having it there i don't know if you're not supposed to be in up the there? other fight matches they'd have two refs because like yes back then you because in this time it was just like in the pit but like i remember you used to, i think you used to be allowed to get falls on the scaffolding because that's right. the whole point of having two refs right, right? which i thought was kind of neat and that's still one of my favorite parts about fight pit is having that second platform i think yeah. it's really cool um but yeah i don't know and the, cormier as a ref was just pointless. pointless pointless he didn't add anything to it right so other than looking like no offense like major dad bod and i should have pointed out that this was the main event because again this show had no main championship no intercontinental championship no, no united title. states championship no tag team like this was it was a just the women's titles b show right there was Absolutely. really not a lot going on so i i would say i guess i I don't know, like this match is a strong word, but I didn't ha really have a huge problem with I it. I was it. hoping for better. I was just really better. disappointed. Me too. It's not the fight pit I wanted. Um, so who won the overall tally? Uh, you win by one. Yeah. Um, we didn't really plan for this, but letter grade for this show? Um, <laughs> I'll let you go first, because I always go first. So it wasn't, it wasn't very good, but it didn't completely suck. And but... it wasn't five hours long. It wasn't too long. So I'll say, like, on the curve of main roster shows comparing it to itself yes b, to the... b minus because like it wasn't great but a couple matches were solid and like i'm pretty close i was gonna it didn't completely suck no which happens sometimes as i drop my phone and i like the opener and i like yeah. the women's match and i didn't hate the fight pit and fight pit main eventing is kind of cool so i was c plus right like it's a watchable show there was nothing where i'm like man you need to go out and see this where ironically maybe or not I will say that about um, Bound for Glory when we get there. There's a couple things like there's three matches that I would recommend. Oh, people now I know the women's match. Right. I so, just remembered. Got uh, it. Um, I so, got there, folks. So yeah, a C plus show. Like whatever. It wasn't offensive, but yeah. is nothing you need to rush out and see either. No sir. All right, so that's gonna wrap up our sort of quick review of whatever that show was called, Extreme Rules. And I think our next segment is where we'll sneak in our trivia. So uh, that's what we like to call off the top of his head. Okay, so this is kind of a timely one here. We're going to see what you know about I Quit matches and their participants. Uh, but those... Uh... Going back to 1995. So would you rather start in the past or in the present? Uh... Which will be 2020. 
I'll go with... It's the closest to the present I can get. I'll go with present. Present? All right. Yeah. So, Hell in a Cell 2020. The one I mentioned before. Right. So, who was it? It was in Hell in a Cell. And... <laughs> Thanks. Well, no, but it was like in Hell in a Cell. Oh, the, yeah, okay. It was a Hell in a Cell I quit. Right. Uh, it was uh, Reigns and Jay Uso. Correct. Early tribal chief. First appearance of the Gold oh, Gauntlet. Oh, I think I'm going to stump you on the second one. We'll mm. see. NXT UK, February 2020. If you'd like a hint, I can give you one. Okay. Women. So who was there at that point? This is a tough one right off the bat. There's a couple in here you're not going to get, which I kind of like. Because, like, well, you'll see. Kaylee Ray. Correct. Versus. Somebody, sorry, who is currently holding a title. Was it Storm? It was Storm. I thought it would be Storm. Very good. Good luck with this one. 2005 Live, or sorry, 2005, <laughs> 205 Live, 2017. Regular episode. Neville? No. Neville, no. Enzo? Someone we liked from UK. Obviously in this cruiser. Gallagher? No. No. Not Devlin? No. Who do we like that didn't get released from UK that's small? Oh, Dar. Correct. Oh, Cedric Alexander. Yes. Why would you know that? Because the Alicia, Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. Yeah. Oh, Dom Dar is so entertaining. Such a good boy. Um, 205 Live. Oh, what Jan- the hell? January 2017. What the hell? Somebody you suggested for the Neville. last one. No. Neville? The one we laughed Gallagher? at. Correct. Davari? Yes. Why? Because remember they had the one segment no, where they were no, dueling. No, I don't remember anything. In I case remember you haven't met me, met me, I don't remember anything. They had anything. the one segment where he challenged him to a duel because that was his thing he's English. You're lucky I remember Dynamite that it was, I was at three days ago, to be <laughs> honest with you. That's just how it goes. Um, payback, 2015. Let me think. Was it Cena and, and Cena and? Bruceth? Correct. Damn. I thought I'd get you on that one. Extreme Rules 2013. See, that's a trick because Cena never gives up. So that's true, and he rises above hate he, always. Um, Extreme Rules 2013. Cena. Nope. Um, Brian. Dirtbag, who's been released, and you really wanted his figure in Niagara Falls. Oh, Del Rio. Correct. RVD. No. Big Show. No. A large wrestler we don't like, who's now in AEW. And was big str- show was gonna get a push and drove around with a whole bunch of drugs in his car. Jeff Hardy, <laughs> good guess, but no. <laughs> I'm just can't believe it. Just 2013. That doesn't even make sense. Uh we uh, the people. Oh yeah. Okay. Who? Jack Swagger. Correct. Over the limit. 2011. Cena. Correct. And. <laughs> Del Rio. No. Somebody, that's, somebody that's still there. We talked about him on Extreme Rules, but he wasn't in a match. John Miz. Correct. Over the Limit, 2010. John Cena. Correct. And? Randy Orton. Close. Batista. Correct. Breaking Point, 2009. John Cena. <laughs> yes. And? Randy Correct. Orton. Correct. Did you know that one? Mm, kinda. Backlash, 2009. John Cena. Nope. <laughs> oh, wait. Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy. Correct. One Night Stand, 2008. Women. John uh, Women, who we just mentioned. Melina. Yes. Nice. And we mentioned her Katie talk, Ray. talking about um, <laughs> no extreme rules. 
who of that vintage was on the show. Oh, Beth Phoenix. Correct. SmackDown 2007. John Cena. No. <laughs> okay, give that, let that gimmick die. <laughs> well, it's my strategy now. It's not him in any... Well, there is one other one. But other okay. than that, he's not in um, any. Um, Chris Benoit. No. Was he dead at this point? What's the date of this? 2007. But like... Any more specific? September 7th. Okay, so you said. So um, it wasn't him. Okay. <laughs> Can confirm, not Benoit. But uh, some Chris of those... Jericho. No. Christian. No. Christopher Nowinski. No. All right. Um, Masked Wrestler 1. Rey Mysterio. And somebody in Lucha Underground. Kill shot. No. Chavo. Oh. oh. SmackDown 2006? John Cena. No. Damn it. Uh, I should just go with the Batista? Pay- I should go with the pay-per-view ones. No, it's Chavo and Rey Mysterio again. What? Two years? Yeah. SummerSlam 2006. Let's go with the big John ones. Cena? No. Um, all right. Rey Mysterio. I thought you would know some of these. No. Kurt Angle. No. Randy Orton. Foley and Flair. Judge- oh, yeah. Judgment Day 2005. John Cena? Yes. And that is the last Cena one. Mm, Carlito. He's a bully. JBL. Yeah, I was going to say he's a bully. That was going to be the clue. (laughs) No Mercy 2003. Family members fighting. John Cena? (laughs) Intergender family. Oh. (laughs) Is this the one where Vince chokes death? Correct. (laughs) With a Um, pipe. Royal Rumble 1999. Famous one? Oh, yeah. Rock and Foley. Right, and okay. WrestleMania 11. Uh, her and Bob Backlund. Correct. So you did less well than usual on there, but that was a pretty obscure topic, I'm not going to lie. I'm not very good at um, rising above hate. I guess not. John Cena? For every guess. Uh, but that's that going to wrap good strategy. that up, and I think we'll move into our sort of review. Well, review for sure, but not as detailed as usual, because we were there and we weren't taking notes at the time, but we're going to talk about this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. All right, so looking at someone else's notes, we're going to talk about this a little bit. We start out with um, the first surprise was some Canadian content, which was not a very well-kept secret because we were talking about it beforehand, that in fact there is a new member of the broadcast team, but she wasn't at like the play-by-play desk or anything. So I was kind of hoping she was. She did like an interview later. Yeah, right? she was. I think she did a couple of things. That, I'm not sure if that's like her permanent thing or like I'm not sure what the deal is. We'll find out. And that was Renee Paquette. She's cool. She's really Mrs. smart. Mrs. Moxley. She's actually been a wrestling fan for a long time. She used to do stuff up here in Canada before... She got signed down in the South. Mrs. Moxley. So she brings out Christian Cage, and he's obviously a heel, so he has to insult Toronto. Was he the first one to take uh, a shot at the Maple Leafs, maybe, to get heat, yeah. right? Because obviously, initially, people are going to cheer him because he is can- Canadian, although his pop wasn't as big as some other Canadians, I didn't think. Um, so he insults the Leafs, which is a good ta- strategy. You should have insulted take, the Jays because that would have been a funny. Because that would blow. and that would have been recent, right? They blew an eight-one lead to get knocked out of the playoffs. Why didn't they do that? Which I don't want to talk about. But anyways, so obviously that brings us the opening match of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and then Jungle as, Boy Jack Perry. Excuse me. Sorry. You. And as this started, we you were like, "Where did Christian go?" 
And the reason we didn't notice because he went to join commentary. And I can't, you can't. We see couldn't that. really like, see. It was like the like, far opposite and end. And it's like dark, and it's like, I feel like when you don't hear it on TV or like see him go, like or they like, hear them say, it's just like. Where did he go? Because I spent a lot of time going, yeah, <laughs> where did he go? Where did Christian go? And then he eventually came back down to ringside, but I was just like, for a yeah. while, just like, where did he go? So this match, one of the big things, I guess, was a table got set up, right? Uh, these opposite side from Luchasaurus where we could see. Luchasaurus set it up, so guess who went through it? Right, lots of teasing of going through it before Luchasaurus eventually goes through with the sunset bomb. So it was kind of funny. We couldn't see that side of the ring. But right in front of us, we could see they had all monitors set up for the sound guy and whoever else. So yeah, we could stupid actually... Stupid light blocking my view. <laughs> we could watch it there. Oh my God, I wish shot that light out of the air. Um, and the sunset bomb looked pretty good, I thought. Nice. So that obviously prompts... Saw a clip of that later on. That prompts Christian to come down to the ring now and sort of get involved a little bit more. There's Christian. Some arm work by Jungle Boy. A pretty nice looking crucifix bomb at one point looked good. He even um, hit Luchasaurus with a kill shot, right? Or kill switch, sorry. <laughs> At one point, um, and a snare trap gets broken up. Jungle Boy goes up top. Distraction from Christian. Luchasaurus um, slams him from the top rope, right? It was, was kind of like a choke Yeah, slam. just like Throw a big old thingy thing. And then the cutthroat driver, whatever it's called. Cutthroat the, burning hammer, whatever thing. Right. Not um, a fossilizer. And so Luchasaurus wins this match after about 14 minutes. W. Um, I liked the match. I didn't think it was amazing. I thought it was a pretty solid opener. It was like, solid. I feel like, um, it's a that very would be like word. a like if you like watching it on TV, I'd I'd be like, yeah, it was a solid opener. I, I liked it. I thought um they kind of work well together. I'd like I'd like to like I mean I know this feud doesn't have a lot of legs because it's kind of like the that's part of the my build problem. up feud. I'd like to see this again, maybe like with a, something a little more to it. Because I feel like yeah, especially with the kind of like unresolved bit of this with Cage Cylinder, you could go at this again. I feel like I do like. While it's not the main view, I do like the kind of personal aspect to this. I do. I just so, didn't quite feel like it was as bitter. Yeah, as, which maybe I mean? you can. You, that's why you can revisit it once yeah, more, right. and then before the cage feud. So I, I, I kind of liked it. It was um, good, not great. I thought it was like a solid way to start. Yep. Um, and then it's what is it? The firm and Matt Hardy private party uh, segment in the back. No, like. And then it ends up setting up a Hardy-Ethan Page match for Rampage, no, right? No, it was Ethan Page and Isaiah Cassidy. Oh, just one. And it's for Private Party's Freedom it's, on the line. Yeah, so if Cassidy wins uh, against Ethan Page in Toronto, good luck, um, then he, like, that frees Private Party. Right. And then but, if Page wins, yes. they get Matt Hardy's coveted contract. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll... Always solid work by Paige on the mic, but I don't really care about this storyline. So this is what you had him doing instead of winning the All-Atlantic title. Noted. I wish this were beneath Ethan Page. It's not in his current positioning, but... um, I mean, I know he doesn't do a whole lot, but like he's above this. This wasn't offensive, but I don't really care. Yep. Then we get... What is it? Ward Joe? Ward Joe. (laughs) They squash the factory, basically. Yeah, you (laughs) said that as a joke of what... Like that, the factory would show up, and then <laughs> their did. music came. I was like, "Oh my god, the factory actually showed up!" Because I was saying, hell? "When are we gonna take a break to get food or whatever?" Oh, wait, wait, <laughs> the, oh, the factory a... shows up, and then they actually showed up. I, I was think like, I no summoned shot. them. I think I made it happen. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you, you screwed this up. No go go though. So it was uh, a bit like a two and a half minute match. Joe ends up choking Camarado. Camarado made Wardlow look small. He did. It was Camarado is funny. an incredibly huge, like a bear of a man. Um, when you see him in person, because we weren't super far away. So then, um, 
obviously someone's got to take a powerbomb symphony, right? So it's QT Marshall gets in the ring. Um, but the embassy come out and surround the ring. Brian Cage gets to speak on a live mic, which isn't a great idea, but he was okay, actually. So he's mocking FTR for not being there. And then FTR's music hits. The crowd goes nuts. They got a really great response from the crowd. Yeah. And they talk about sort of needing a third partner for their group. And Ooh. as you predicted, actually. Yeah, right? jokingly. So it is Sean Spears is back, back with the perfect 10 gimmick. So another Canadian surprise. Yes, sign it. They sort of teased it by, I can't remember what the reference was, but something uh, about it 10. It was like they had the perfect partner in mind. Uh, what time does Rampage start at? 10. Right. Oh, yeah, right. That's mm-hmm. what it was. So, yeah, a good response for Spears. I mean, it's not exactly like Spears. a top-notch talent. Hey. Them, but he's, he's totally fine. Totally That's fine. Sean Spears you're talking about. I think quick promo did we see with Jericho Appreciation Society. They're ready for Brian Danielson and for what he yeah. made them do to Garcia. So I think we saw that. Yeah. Some of it was hard to hard to hear because the crowd was doing stuff of their own at certain points, right? Um, but anyways, they did stuff. Then we got Billy Gunn, or Daddy Ooh. Ass, as the crowd would call him, uh, versus Swerve Strickland. Um, so Swerve ended up getting the win by cheating, right? Uh, roll up with W rope, for Swerve. Assisted in a in. Also, live caster app was sick. It was good. He made reference to our, our prime minister has a history of going to a party in blackface. So that was that reference. What? Yeah. Because he's a privileged young man who went to a party and thought it was appropriate for him to go in blackface. The prime minister of our country. Well, that's neat. Right? Uh, so that was that reference. I forget what the other, what the other references were. Uh, I, I kind of wish he was heel caster because I knew but, just what have like, done a day. But obviously thing. the acclaimed coming out was a huge response from the crowd. Everyone they went loves nuts. The acclaimed. So this was a nine-minute match, and I did not like it. I thought Billy Gunn made... Um, Swerve looked boring. Why did he keep doing the... Remember and, he kept, like, almost pulling his pants down? Yeah, he was, like, doing strip teases. The ladies in the row in front of us appreciated it, but I didn't quite <laughs> understand. Yeah, uh, I, it was, like, it random, was like too. Swerve, there was none of his high-flying, none of... Like, I, there wasn't much of cool Swerve stuff in there, right? He wasn't his heel as work smooth was as fine. he usually is, yeah. But I just think you can't do much... Billy Gunn's a giant 50-year-old man, right? He's huge, too. Oh, yeah. When you see yeah, him yeah. in person, he's a monster. He's like, when you see Drew McIntyre, they're much, oh, much yeah. bigger in person. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Saddam Singh on, the, on Elevation. He's pretty huge. huge, obviously. So I did not like this match. I was mad at Billy Gunn for making Swerve look kind of ordinary here. But anyways, I don't know what you thought about it. I thought it was fine. I, didn't, I agree. I didn't love it, but I didn't. Hate, I, guess, I thought it was bad. I was just kind of happy to see Swerve, but me too. It was, but then I was wasn't like, oh. finest outing. Not that I had high expectations for a Billy Gunn in 2022 match, <laughs> but I was hoping for better. Uh, so after the match, Mark Sterling comes out to announce he's trademarked the scissor me catchphrase and that if the acclaimed use it, he's going to get paid. So he's kind of like, so don't use it. But then he's like, oh no, do you do use it because he's, and he'll also sue if they use the gesture. So, so they can't use their catchphrase. They can't use their gesture. Ladder right? match for the tag titles against Woods and Nice or ladder match for the contract. One of the two. Right. That's what I'm predicting right now, right here. So it, it can now be documented that I maybe got that right. Yes. Then we get M- an MJF sighting, right? He's asked about. Yeah, he, his whole thing was just a backstage interview, which I was disappointed because I thought he was 
when it, when they announced he was going to speak, I thought that was implied that he would right. come out. No, he, he was out, but only up in the rafters, right, with the, the poker chips. Um, so he's asked, I guess, about almost shaking hands with Yuta last week. Stokely Hathaway comes out and interrupts him. MJF does not think that's cool. So even though like the gimmick is they've been friends forever, he's basically like telling him this is strike two. Um, and he's sort of is insulting to Stokely and gets Stokely out of there. Um, MJF says he wasn't really sure if he's going to shake Yuta's hand or not because he learned a long time ago that nice guys finish last. And he goes on to say that nobody knows what it's like to be him because he's expected to be the bad guy. He's broken his hand several times, punching his reflection because he doesn't like himself either, right? That was the big line. Like, you don't like me, I don't like me either sort of thing, right? Which I think right? he kinda, he's kind of done before, which, I mean, I like it. But, yep, I have um, no problem with it. Yeah, I thought I thought he spoke really well here. I like the delivery. I like the whole kind of justifying himself, but also yes. not because, like, yeah, don't have to be an asshole, I and, guess. And that like, basically he's going to be that guy to become the world champion because he's a generational I talent, kinda, right? I kind of... I still hope this is a ruse, just like again, fake sympathy. Because I do like that he always does a great job. But I don't like him having a conscience. And generally, you know? the conflicted part will be a work. I get right. Like, what, like, and I hope he like, and I like that because he can just keep revisiting, and like he's so good. Like people yes. will believe it every time, and then boom, just flips the switch again and again and again. Very good promo from him, as always. Right. Um, a little bit different trying to watch it again live with some crowd noise and whatever going on. So maybe you're not getting the full effect of it, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, so then that brings out John Moxley to the ring to speak. Um, he talks about being a big chunk of AEW's history, and that means a lot is expected of him. Some people became world champion and crumbled under the pressure, and some faster than others. I don't know if that was a little shot at your boy CM Punk or not. Hey, he's not my boy. And then he says that brings him to Hangman Page. Adamander Page. And Hangman Page storms down to the ring, got a nice response as well. Nice little pants. And he's basically like, whatever, if you're going to talk about me, I want you to say it to my face. So they get obviously very close to each other. Um, and it's basically Moxley doesn't think Page has it anymore. He says it's not the same Page that shoved him off a 20-foot ladder last year. Um, Paige gets fired up, says he's right because a lot of things have changed, including his old friends disappearing, right? And so that was like, ooh, from the crowd kind of thing. He's been beaten down and choked blue and beaten while he's unconscious. He's also a former world champion and doesn't care who is there next week, but Paige is going to come for the title. Next week, he's proving that he's a man. The fact that, um, and, and then he starts punching himself in the head, right? To the point where he draws he, blood. I don't know how he did that. Like, we couldn't see the blood where we were, but the way like he was touching his face and I checking I could see that hand. it was kind of red. Yeah. I don't know how he did that. <laughs> it was interesting. Um, Really good, passionate promo from Adam Page, I thought, here. I yeah, thought... I thought Mox delivered a solid, like, like generally, he's, like, a standard good promo. Like, I thought he did really good. And I really liked Hangman's promo. Me I too. thought that was really Same good. Same thing. I thought Mox's was good, and Page's was excellent at that point, mm -hmm. right? Um, So then it was a quick video recap of the Brian Danielson-Chris Jericho situation. And then we do, in fact, um, get that match next which i was surprised initially that that not was not the main event which i'm thinking immediately go there's going to be it's going to be not super satisfying and that's why they put it there probably right it did kind of pull a surprise though so ring of uh honor world title match between ring these of two, jericho right and he's defending as lionheart again this week oh that was awesome because people thought it was gonna they were gonna get judas and they did not and then and like that, i thought it. that was 
awesome. They just started singing it anyways. Yeah, they started singing and like it, in part of the match, but I thought that was an excellent like I credit to Jericho. I thought that was really smart because yes. like obviously well, I, I think he, it, he can't get like that big baby face pop in I this. Think right, that was Khan's plan, is what I heard so, that he was trying like, to get out. Yeah, of front Jericho of that. or Khan, like or like I think that's big props because I think that's really smart because I don't think. I think both of them would know that he can't really be getting that big baby face pop. And it's like Jody Thread on Dark Elevation is one thing. Right. You know, Jericho yes. on Dynamite is another. Where so people think, are actually watching it. I think he got like, and I thought that was really smart because I was like, ooh, crowd got deked. Right. Um, so striking to start, the fans are doing a little bit of Judas. It didn't catch on quite as much as I thought it would. Um, chops, 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 Hurricane Rana. Um, and then sort of, is anything, a LaBelle lock at one point. Um, Jericho tries the walls of Jericho, but that gets broken up. Danielson then hooks that on to Jericho, who reverses it into a small package for a near fall. Um, hammer and anvil elbows, but Jericho is um, kind of hit almost like an AA at one point, right? Or like yeah, like a DVD kind of thing. Or like yeah, something. yeah. I guess it was more of a DVD, to be honest. Um, referee bump, double clothesline. Both men are down. Daniel Garcia comes down. Of course, we're going to assume he's going to help Danielson because there's been a lot of teasing of him leaving uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. But um, Danielson hits the running knee, but Garcia ends up taking him out rather than Jericho. Um, and that gives Jericho the pin. Was it a belt shot? Yeah. It was, right? Um, Jericho picks up the win at 1431. Um, Good but not great. Wanted great, got good. So a little bit disappointed in this. Yeah, because I, think I love the, their previous match. It right? was the least of their three matches. I think the the one with the targeting of Jericho's leg was it? Danielson's Danielson's leg. leg. Sorry, I love that one. Um, this one I did not yeah. like as much. I thought it was good, but again, like you kind of knew it wasn't going to be a satisfying finish by the placement on the show. And it's the again they're they're doing the whole. He's the ring of honor, the honorable champion, and he cheats like hell every time. I get it. I have no problem with that. I was just hoping for yeah. I was hoping for a better match, match was before there. then. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Like I thought it was solid, but um, I think they'd done better before. And I mean, at least there was the twist in there because I definitely didn't expect that. Right. Um. So Jericho and Garcia, they they leave. They're happy together, and they leave. Whatever. Did we see this? The vicious victions. Or happy that Nyla Rose has, because she stole the title from Jade, right? At the highly viewed Battle of the Belts. And Jay, Anna Jay is going to get a match, I guess. I don't For think we saw the this. title. No, I saw that. So I'm on, sure it was amazing. We saw it late or something. <laughs> I remember seeing it. Yeah, I don't So remember. now Vixens, Vixens is a vicious trio, because Shafir. Nice. Sorry, play. Play. Then we get a women's tag team match. It's Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, taking on Sheeta and Storm. Uh, again, Hater is over. I like her. The crowd seemed to like her. Uh, Rebel is at ringside. She's really good too, man. Just the stuff she's doing at ringside, even though she's not really getting involved a lot. She kind of adds a lot to their sort of gimmick, I think. Um, so this one, we end up with the um, the pile driver from Storm, right? I think it was... I can't remember. The finish? Hey, no, it was like a... Are you talking about oh, Sheeta suplexes Baker and picks up the pinfall, right? Rolled her up. Yeah, there's like a kind of a roll it back and forth thing. Yeah, I um obviously not a lot of details on this one, but I really like this match. I thought it was like really well paced. Um, 
I was hoping for more hater, obviously, because the crowd really likes her. And Sheeta picking up the pinfall over Baker is a little bit interesting to me because um, we haven't seen a ton of Sheeta lately. But I really like this match. I thought that it was like another one, like fast paced women's tag match with lots of stuff going on. And um, everybody in this is pretty good. Like Storm's grown on me and I like everybody else. So I like this match, actually. I This might be a hot take. I almost enjoyed this more than Danielson and Jericho. Yeah, I thought it, I thought this I really was liked this. one of the better matches on the show. Me too. I thought there's well, there's some good action there, and uh, I don't know. It was cool. It was Hater was popular again, so that was that was it, cool. She was, oh, yeah. It's kind of hard to go off of memory. It so. really is, but I just remember I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I it was it definitely was one of the ones I liked better. Um, thought the the roll up. I thought like uh, Sheeta's was a little deeper than bef- the other one, so I thought that was like it was kind of well done. Um, and I was kind of surprised that Sheeta won there, but I'm me not too. Complaining, I would have no. I think maybe. Hater winning would have, yes. Uh, gotta give her one one of these days. Um, but I thought it was good for, considering it was something I wasn't really super excited for. Just because we've seen it before. I yeah, mean, I like I it. like all them in ring, so I guess like it shouldn't be it's that like, surprising. It was about like eight minutes. It says here, and I thought it was a, a a pretty good match. Uh, then we all we got was Butcher and Blade. Quick little thing. I guess they're ready. <laughs> I really for like this. Claudio I've seen it and so Moxley. many times. They're just like Butcher shouting fight us over and over. With oh, that funny. was funny. That was. I think that he should do that all the time. That should be his thing. I thought that was cool. It reminded me of when reminded me when Ortiz would just aggressively show the camera we're the best. Yes. Like uh, I I love fight us. Yeah, I forgot. That's what he. That was (laughs) cool. Because like he's cool, man. I don't care. He's like his whole thing was like to mox and Claudio was like you you're like they're like spinning around you made. Roosh's kids look bad or whatever. It's like I thought that was really funny. He was like you spun on Roosh's kids. You made him look (laughs) bad, and then like it was like. Blades thing, line was like, was like, we're real man, we kick ass. It was like Butcher and Blade, we kick ass. Like it was. I so, thought like, they came across as cool. It was so basic, but like, yeah, it was really cool, and it kind of tied in well because we saw them on uh, elevation, right? right? And I so, thought like Butcher's just tied cool. In nice. Yeah, uh, Butcher looks nice with the full beard. I mean, I liked him with the weird mustache. He's just but, unique dude. I don't yeah. know. I I dig him. Fight us. Then then we get the main event, which is the match I was most looking forward to, and that's Orange Cassidy taking on Pack. I love Pack. So For the I Atlantic was, title. At the end of the day, say what you will about this show, I got to watch Danielson live and I got to watch Pac live. And for me, those are two of my top five for sure. So that's pretty cool. So it was Orange Cassidy taking on Pac as Pac is defending the All-Atlantic title here. I had a feeling that we were going to get what we get here. Um, so it started I so. out... Actually, I, I thought it was weird at first when they debuted a while ago, but I kind of like Orange Cassidy's theme. Yeah, I nabbed it on my playlist. I don't like the first few yeah. seconds of it, and then it oh, gets it's better. piano. I like it. Kind of, I don't know. I like it. it's kind of cool for some reason. So early on in this, Pack forces Orange Cassidy's hands in his pockets and does the lazy kicks thing, which was kind of funny. Yeah. And then Cassidy kind of fires up from that and hits a nice. I wish looking, Cassidy did the kick because I would have liked to have been a part of that. A nice looking drop kick from Cassidy. Pack heads to the outside. Um, we didn't get to see this too well from our side, unfortunately, but. He counters a suicide dive with a brain buster onto the floor, right? Um, and then we get a tombstone on the ramp that was pretty cool. Yeah, looking. that's pretty nice. Um, and the crowd liked that. We get a brutalizer. Cassidy gets the ropes, obviously. Running DDT, orange punch. So many orange punches would be my one. I think there was like three or four in this somewhere. There's at least two in the finish. Um, and a couple brutalizers again, too. Suplex and then a brutalizer. Uh, Cassidy rolls over, gets to the ropes. Pack goes outside, grabs the title belt. 
And no, he, there's was, a, he was going for the hammer. Oh, the hammer again. Sorry. And there's a bit of a tussle at the timekeeper's table, and we're revealed that I like it, the ref being smart. It is Dan. Of. It is Dan Housen is there, right, to stop him and curse him. Um, so Pack basically knocks him down with one shot. Heads back to the ring with the hammer, but Cassidy is one step ahead, knocks it out of his hand, hits yet another orange punch, followed by another one, uh, and picks up the pin in this. So this is what I thought now looking at this official time. This match felt short to me for a main event between for a championship between two pretty awesome wrestlers. I thought it felt normal. How long do you think it was? Mm. It was 11 minutes. Felt short to me. That in, is short. In, in the moment. Uh, it didn't feel short to me. So uh, again, good but not great. Wanted great. Expected great. I thought it was pretty good. I got a, my, it was my favorite match. Yeah, I was going to say. But um, I don't know. It just... It was a bit too short because I remember when it was starting and I looked down at my watch and or phone, I guess, and it was, you know, there's only like 12 or 13 minutes left before the entrance is like, this isn't going to get the time I want it to get. Um, I had a feeling they were going to get the title off of Pack, and I guess it makes sense because this is the like, take it and tour it indie kind of place and Orange Cassidy will be huge in that capacity for them, right? So... I guess it kind of makes sense. I'm disappointed because I love Pac, but he already has another title, so it's it's fine by me. With so, Penta. I did really like this match, but it didn't feel like the main event. I like the of bit Dynamite. where Cassie Adam was a suicide dive, and then there's su- the suicide tornado DET, which Pac takes the crap oh, out of. He took and two then DDTs. World DDT, which he took the crap yes. out of. He sells them like nobody yeah. else. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, overall thoughts on this show? Uh, obviously, I was there, so I wanted to be like, it was an A-plus show, but I'm not. I thought, it, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I mean, obviously, some of the things were, like, a little lesser. Yeah. And, but I think, like, um, generally, like, the in-ring action was pretty solid. I think a couple matches were pretty good, but could have been better. Yes. I think everything just, like, could have been better. I'd say, like, I'd give it a B, because I think it was pretty average. But exactly. I'd say, like, I'd give it, like. Exactly what I was I'd maybe it. bump it up a bit, just because. We were there. When you wanted. Was, that was more fun. It was, I'm, I would say I'm glad we were there, because I feel like it would be, like less interesting to watch but I, I wanted like it's better to be there i wanted a crazy trios match to open and then i wanted like uh i wanted danielson and um jericho the one we got before like and then a, an amazing match in the middle between right. pack and cassidy that's what i was expecting um so none of the matches there's not one match where i'm like you need to go out and see this and i wanted i was hoping for one or two where i felt that way right um segment was definitely highlight was pages in ring promo I thought was really yeah. strong. MJF's promo was good. Butcher made us laugh, right? But this was a B show. This was straight up a B show. It was good. It wasn't great. There's not really one thing where I'm like, you have to go watch this. Other than maybe Paige's response to Moxley, I thought was maybe must see. I'd say go check out that Butcher clip. It's pretty amusing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, um, I thought we got, honestly, a below average Dynamite, slightly. Like, I would say if I averaged out Dynamite, I'm probably like a B plus is about maybe the median grade i give it so unfortunately a little bit below average for me but i mean i still had a really good time going right like i would go again if they come again so i'll never knock a right so um we had fun but it was not the best episode of dynamite for sure Mm -hmm. all right well that's gonna wrap that up and then i think our next segment we're heading into in our final segment this week because i think there's no figuring update right is taking a look at some highlights of the week and some lowlights, I guess, in what we like to call high spots and rest holds.
All right, I'm going to go back to what was it last Friday, just because I hadn't watched it by then, um, to talk about a little Impact Bound for Glory. So this is their WrestleMania. They even touted as their biggest show of the year. So obviously some high expectations. Um, so for me, a high spot to start out would be the opening match, which was Mike Bailey and Frankie Kazarian, or Kaz, whatever you want to call him. A really good, fast-paced, competitive match that got enough time. Sometimes I feel like they don't give these X Division matches enough time. Unfortunately for me, it saw Kaz win with his chicken wing that he was sort of trying to get all match of this. And Bailey did his usual stuff, his, his super lightning fast kicks, the ultimate weapon, um, and just his usual stuff. So that moves right into a rest hold for me, which was the decision to have Mike Bailey lose this title. Like, I really like this match. And then the finish. Also, Kaz didn't have the belt on dark. So, like, right. What? Oh, that's true, too. He was mm. on dark at or elevation. Elevation. Well, we were at Dynamite and he did not bring the title with him um, or wasn't billed as the champion or anything. So, I just don't understand. Um, Mike Bailey, the whole point of this was he's on pace to have the most title defenses uh, since Christopher Daniels did. And, and Kaz, at the end of the day, yes, he's a talented performer. He's on the downside. He's a mid-card at best on AEW. And so he comes in and derails a guy in Bailey, who, in my opinion, has been having a fantastic run with this belt. He's been defending it constantly. And, and really I saw Kaz's option seeing. High-quality matches, yes. And just, I think he was building this title. He was at, for me, he was really whoever was going to take it from him. It's going to help them out, but it's Kaz. Like, no offense, Kaz. You're really good in the ring, but you're Kaz. So I just don't... He should be the honor hunter. I heard some speculation that maybe Bailey's like, going to do a bunch of indie stuff or whatever, but I hope that there's a reason, because if this is just them going, yes, this is a good idea, I don't agree. It really bothered me. Really good match. Um, the hot opener I'm looking for, but do not like the result at all. And that will come back up again with not liking results of things and another rest hold in a minute. But first, uh, another high spot from Bound for Glory, as I mentioned kind of in the news, was Mia Yim's performance against Mickey James. So Mickey James is doing this last rodeo thing where either she will lose a match and retire or keep winning and, and win the title and then leave then. So obviously that's not ending with Mia Yim, right? So you know Mickey James right. is winning this. So I have to say that Mia Yim, like, I would say she got like 85% of this match and she looked really good on offense, basically sustained offense almost this entire match. Um, because I think they're like, we have to make up for the fact that you have no chance of winning this. So I actually thought like Mia Yim, who again, we're not the biggest fan. I thought she looked really good here and got to showcase a whole bunch of offense. And it was just I Mickey. saw that clip where they, they smoochie and then... Uh, she hits that crappy move from the top rope that right. the seed descent on. But uh, I really enjoyed the match. Mickey James won. Get it? She did that to Trish Stratus. Right. That's right. LOL. LOL. That was a great angle back in the day. Like Mickey James was awesome. Over the whole stalker. Over a decade ago. Yeah, it was great. And uh, now she's doing it again. <laughs> uh, rest hold for me at Bound for Glory. The Call Your Shot gauntlet match. Oh, Just, tell us about the winner. <laughs> that's part of the problem but it was just too long it was 30 minutes which i get was is... there anything like was anyone good in it i mean like and like surprise wise because sometimes there's like something interesting at least i don't remember being pleasantly surprised by anyone i just tommy dreamer it was like a boring 
battle royal, right? They're kind of boring. And it they and again, the finish, they decided to have Bully Ray win this, which made me angry. So this is the second result on this show that I vehemently disagree with. Um, you could have elevated somebody new and different, right? You I had, saw a Curse Bay extended. You, yes. We had Macklin in there. You had Bobby Fish in there. But we're going to go with Bully Ray, right? I don't understand Ooh, this. Wasn't relevant impact decision. for like a decade. And he's old and he's not a, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. He's not a draw for me. Maybe he's a draw for somebody else. But I was just, this made me angry. I could, like, to me, Macklin's ready to be elevated to the next level. Or you could really give Bobby Fish some credibility right off the bat from getting Even there. Even if he loses, right? But like, no, we're going to do the whole like leaning into bringing back people from history who I don't care, Bully Ray. What you a, were really cool in Impact. I'm not going to lie. And like, <laughs> let me just say, like, you think he's taking a J driller? Like, right. Nah. Probably or not. Or C4 Spike, whatever. Right. Tiger so, driver. So, A, the match was not very interesting and long. And B, Bully Ray won. Mad. I saw that and Anger. I was like, what? Anger. Uh, super mega high spot. Jordan Grace, Masha Slamovich. Sure. Oh my God, I love this match so much. I'm going to probably make you watch it at some point. This again, my women's match of the year by a pretty wide margin right now. This was the match I wanted to see the most on this show. And yet somehow it's still over delivered, right? Incredibly physical. Now your temptation is to go incredibly physical for a women's match. Nah, just incredibly physical. Like, no need to qualify it with anything. These two beat the hell out of each other for, I don't know what it was, 15, 16 minutes or something. Like, all kinds of high-impact stuff all over the place. Um, Jordan Grace won with an avalanche Grace driver that looked pretty cool. But, like, this is a match you need to go out and see, in my opinion. This, if you don't watch Impact, and I don't blame you for that, it's sometimes a slog, but it's been okay lately. But this match was fantastic. And this is, like women's wrestling at a very very high level so masha slamovich right like they did a great job it's too bad she lost here because they built her as this undefeated monster and started her out just squashing people and then getting a little bit longer matches and facing more experienced talent i think they did a great job and then this was obviously her longest most important match and she delivered man she they looked great here i love this match so this was my match of the night and i don't think that's a very common opinion like I saw people really enjoyed this match but they preferred the next thing I'm going to talk about which was also a high spot for me that's the main event and that was Eddie Edwards and Josh Alexander you probably know how I feel about Eddie Edwards at this point if you I listen do not to the show, tell me more he's a very solid All I've heard from you is that you love his theme song oh my and god worse. his faction is your favorite um so he's a very solid hand um very good in ring his faction is go away for me his promos as the leader of that faction i find well, just super generic dare you his his faction is matt taven for oh, god's exactly. sake exactly so like calm yourself but hey fair is fair eddie edwards and alexander they followed that women's match with an incredible match of their own. This one was like 28 minutes or something like that. Just a super steady pace. Great action inside and outside of the ring. Also super physical. Lots of like high impact stuff. Um, Alexander obviously wins here as you knew he would. They're not putting the belt on Eddie Edwards at this point. Well, no they offense. put the belt on Kaz, so anything's true. possible. So C4 Spike to win it. Um, just an incredible match. The final two matches of this show and the opener, um, 
all of them were better than anything that was on uh, Extreme Rules, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you could argue the opener on Extreme Rules and the opener of this, maybe the Extreme Rules was better. But like uh, for me, the two final matches were fantastic. So, And that's great to say because I just want more good wrestling. I don't care what company it comes from. So if they're for their quote-unquote WrestleMania, putting on two matches of this caliber, one after the other, I'm pretty fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, anything from you? I only have a couple from NXT, um, and that's it for me. Mostly just main roster. So I have one from Raw. Or actually, no, sorry, two from Raw, two from SmackDown, so I can kind of break those up with yours. Good. Do um, it. Wrestled. So I saw some of the DX stuff. It was really lame. I heard it was really lame. Yeah, I remember Marco was talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if he doesn't like it, then it must have been really bad. True. Like, Oh, he loves retro really bad stuff. too because like the one thing i saw from instagram was like so triple h was like talking to the dx guys like because i guess he like because obviously he's in charge and so he's like he's telling like guys you can't like cuss anymore and like do like all the dx and they're like and so oh, they, cu- then they cuss anyways and it's like it's just so stupid and then triple h is in with dx later and it's like i just hate it it's that juvenile stuff that like wwe does right and they're older than you are probably like <laughs> is is that possible are there people older than me i don't think so i did see and that and the, it was lame yes and then there's the miz and loomis segment again like miz's birthday thing and loomis like oh did he draw him something a nut or like and he attacked him and like just <laughs> be done with this already can it end already like honestly anyways um all right so then you nxt we haven't seen the whole thing yet but i just had two high spots i think you had a rest hold from it because you were annoyed by the sanga oh i hate the promo backstage who was it um uh the one that's hurt ulisa leon leon is hurt so it's the other one feroys uh yes that's you did not enjoy that interaction um but anyways my high spot was and you watched it with me, so you might agree. Axiom Fraser was a good match, right? Um, it's the third and final match between the two, and it earns. Fraser ended up winning kind of anticlimactically with like some kind of roll-up thing, right? But right. So that wins him a spot in the ladder match, I think. From right? what I saw, it looked pretty good. They had it, some it, nice like back and forth. They work really well together. Fast-paced, evenly matched. It wasn't my favorite of the three they've had, because this was to settle that. Um, but I think it was still a really strong match, right? And this is the kind of stuff that I'd like to see more on NXT, where it's, you know, two talented people who are, veterans might be a strong word for Fraser, but like, at least have been wrestling for a while and are good. Like, this is the kind of stuff I would prefer. So I like that match. Um, the only other high spot, I don't know if you agree, I thought Pretty Deadly were kind of entertaining. I thought those are. Right. I even forget what capacity they were They were on the balcony. And they were acting like, I don't Americans, know, like typical American dudes with their cowboy hats and their paint, uh, body paint right. on, right? Um, I don't know. They're just funny to me. I, they feel like a, a main roster act. Like they're, they're polished. They're ready. They're, they're not Brian Danielson in the ring, but for a WWE tag team, they're more than good enough to be out of there and on main mm-hmm. roster. So yeah. I, I don't feel like they'll be on NXT very long, and I find them very entertaining. Anything else from you? Um, just a couple things from SmackDown. I, I wasn't sure. I kind of put it as impartial, but I watched the Bray Wyatt promo. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I could I listen. I heard the audio as you were I watching. Saw it. it was like his whole thing was like that. This is the real Bray Wyatt now. He's like just coming in as himself and like. Right. And Sounded like almost babyface. Kind of like pretty babyface, I'd say. And like the fans have always like brought him back, kind of thing. Right. And so I thought that was, I thought it was alright. Like it was, I thought it was on the like at the end, it like he the lights went out. He kind of got cut off, and then like on the Tron, it was like someone talking to him like it was they were wearing the mask that he came in on with right at extreme rules and they're like saying like something like 
come with them or whatever. Like his life's over. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. It was really weird. I shouldn't be surprised by no, that. No, that's kind um, of it. What but going for. um, so I thought it was interesting. I mean, at least it builds intrigue for his next one, and so that's interesting. And then uh, rest hold is looks like we're getting Strowman and Omos. Feuding. Wow, is that ever something I do not? Now that's not true because it might be so bad that I want to watch it. That's true. Like an Andre versus like a guy who's terrible versus a guy who's like okay, I guess. I don't know. And uh, Rey Mysterio has been traded, or he struck a deal with Triple H apparently to go to SmackDown. So now he's. I guess he's getting away from his child. This makes sense. We all would like to get away from our children, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a noble goal to have. Amen. Um, so my question is, from that Bray Wyatt promo then, do you think, because it had some babyface notes to it, I thought, do you think he will actually be babyface, or is this just, we know he's going to get cheered when he first comes back? I so think it could be that, or like, and then he'll reveal or maybe he gets still... corrupted by whatever that is, or like something like this is. A thing, but he kind of like it kind of gets twisted, maybe just like whatever that was. Because I think they know he's going to be cheered, right? At least for a while, because people are thrilled to have him back. So I wonder if it's just like we'll make him look like a baby face for a little bit and then suddenly flip it. I don't know, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So I, uh, so we don't have anything for figuring it out. So I think we might be done and we're early. So this tells you because we're at an hour 24. That's just the dynamite review not being as thorough, right? Oh, yeah. That would add because like, that would be like that would be way longer, another yeah. fifteen minutes or something, probably. Mm-hmm. So this was one of our shortest episodes ever, coming in mm-hmm. at under an hour and a half. So we went to dynamite. So hopefully you didn't mind sort of a different setup this week, but again, we just didn't get the time to watch dynamite on TV and take our normal notes, so we just kind of thought we'd quickly go through it. But we do appreciate you taking any time out of your week to listen to us talking about wrestling. We will be definitely back next week for episode 118. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything planned in between that. So yeah, which look... is a Tuesday Dynamite. Oh, right. Yeah. What are we going to do? Watch NXT or Dynamite? <laughs> As if. Considering you don't even watch NXT. You, <laughs> yeah. just, you just happened to be there when I had it on today. I have so. literally groaned. <laughs> you did. Um, so, yeah, we'll be checking out all our usual stuff. We'll talk about NXT mm-hmm. and probably Impact and AEW. I guess we can preview Halloween Havoc. We could do that as well. So that sounds like what Not we'll do. Not saying I'll review it, but I'll preview it. Correct. Right. Um, so anyways, we hope you have a great week. We hope to see you back here next Saturday for episode 118. And until then, take care. 12.